Hello and welcome back to playiPredict.com. You can probably tell by the smile on my face and not as much of a smirk uh, as he was in the last couple of weeks on the other side of the screen to me. It is, of course, Sean O'Sullivan. Sean, firstly, thank you for joining us again today. Another Thanks, event, eventful week in the good old uh, kind of championship is back. Um, yeah. A lot of different stories. Um, championship some... is back, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, it was in the middle of the storm Eden, which wasn't ideal for, for players up and down the country trying to, trying to play in, in those conditions, Jonathan. Um, but look, everyone knew that, you know, with the championship penciled in for, for this time of the year, it was always going to be, uh, you know, you're always going to have that, um, that possibility that conditions are going to be tough. But in fairness, you know, no, I didn't see all the games, but uh, I saw the majority of them. And, you know, hats off to the players. They, 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 they served up some, some excellent games considering the conditions were so bad. I think particularly above in Belly Buffet, which was the main game really between Donegal and Tyrone. I think both teams um, put on a very, very good show for, for, the, for the supporters considering it was like a monsoon up there, I think. Somebody mentioned if the game had been a few days earlier, it mightn't have gone ahead with, with the pitch and everything uh, being waterlogged. So fair play to the ground staff up there as well to to get it going. So uh, yeah, championship is back, but not as we know it, I suppose. But look, it's back anyway. And um, you were obviously delighted because you had a fantastic uh, weekend's predictions. Yeah, well, I was wondering actually. You're right. I've just been, you know, got a bit going on the last couple of days. I didn't didn't get a chance to uh, to actually check over the results and take over my predictions more likely. And I was wondering. It all makes sense now. I don't think I'd got a message about you until was it yesterday <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's all starting. To, it's all starting to add up again. But uh, there is, of course, uh, there's nine teams gone from the Gaelic Football Championship, mm. which is just mm. remarkable. Um, on, Crazy. At this time yeah. of year, I, I think we all knew that the knockout championship was going to be introduced. We knew it was there, but still, there's a little part of you when you see the likes of Tyrone gone. You're like, oh, they're one of the teams that you fancy to go all the way. They, they were a team that you probably had they got over Donegal. You know, particularly the the conditions this time of year. It's without. I, mean, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but they're a team that you would, would have thought would have thrived under those conditions as mm-hmm. well. Um, but that was a. Yeah, there's been some, and of course we have up to quickly look forward to the weekend as well. I said there's nine teams gone, I suppose. In effect, really, there's 10 teams gone, sadly, with, with Sligo not able to fulfil the fixture there as well. So look, obviously, the first thing is the, the players' health is far more important than any game of football or any game of hurling or any sporting game for, for that matter. So look, obviously, we wish them well there as well. It was a tricky situation that they were in. And um, I'm not sure the difference of opinion. What was the right course to do? Maybe in 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 a, in a way with the with the issues ongoing, maybe it was the responsible thing not to put any more risk onto the players. And we talked about this before. Come back to the parents, and we won't go. To, I know yeah. you want to say a word, but we won't go too deep on it. No, we won't. I suppose there's obviously the two the two the two differences of opinions out there. Is number one, could Sligo have fulfilled the fixture by? You know, they'd surely find 15 guys from somewhere people mentioned play the under-20s um, and get the get the fixture fulfilled. I think it was, you know, somebody mentioned, I think it was Tomas O'Shea mentioned, Farmana were struggling a few weeks ago uh, with numbers due to COVID and they fulfilled the fixture down in Clare. Um, and then you have the other side of the coin where people are just saying, look, there's a lot of cases within the Sligo squad and it would be a little bit irresponsible to you know, try and try and round up more guys to come into that that camp and 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 play a game of football. So look, 
whatever camp you're in, it's it, the bottom line here is it's just a, a, a disappointing situation. But unfortunately, with the way it's going on at the moment, Jonathan, it was a situation that was probably always going to raise its head. And unfortunately, I can't see it being the last situation for, really. uh, before the year is out. So it is what it is. It's, it's, it's horribly disappointing for Sligo and their management and their players who were looking forward to giving Galway a good rattle at the weekend. And it's disappointing for Galway because now they face into a Connacht semi-final next weekend with no, no game under their belt, um, which, which isn't ideal for them either. But look, at the end of the day, you said it right and we, we won't delve any deeper into it. People's health is the most important thing here. And um, I, I think Sligo have probably made the right decision at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just disappointing from a sporting point of view that a team was mm. knocked out of the championship without having kicked a ball in anger. But look, as you said, um, it was always going to happen, going to happen even. Uh, it's probably going, not going to be the last team, sadly, either the way things are no. going. We see cases can potentially spike um, so quickly as well. And then people in isolation as well. So... Yeah, a real sign of the, the 2020 times, um, sadly. And mm. look, not the best result. Our situation, I, I know from speaking to some of the people in the Galway camp as well, they, did, they would have preferred to play a game of football and you know try and get a bit of confidence and momentum and everything else. Yeah, of course. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, an, it's another week now. And what is it? Three more boys to the All-Ireland and we'll all be, we'll all be happy out. <laughs> yeah, it shortens Galway's uh, <laughs> path all right to the... To Sam Maguire for you, Jonathan, which that's, is I'm sure it. you're happy with. Uh, yeah, well, look, obviously, you never like to see a situation where there's a bit, a bit of tongue in cheek there, but let's let's go back. I'm actually struggling, and I'm, you probably see me glancing over a couple of times here. It's hard to believe the screen. I got eight out of nine right, which is remarkable. Mm. And even the one, yeah. one, one that I got wrong is not one that I would have, I think a lot of people would have got caught on as well, which is, of course, that crazy battle that we saw went to extra time. And uh, remarkable scenes in the Ulster Championship, Monaghan and Cavan. What a result for Mickey Graham there. What a result for Cavan in general. Um, probably didn't see that one coming. No, unbelievable. Um, I actually had something on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, so I, I, um, I actually only got to tune in at half time. And Monaghan were well in control as, as they got to... You know, as they got to half time, even as they got to the first water break uh, in the second half. Sorry, the water break in the second half. They were in control. Now, they weren't playing brilliantly. Um, as I say, I hadn't seen the first half. What I gathered was that they, they, they played good stuff in the first half. Obviously, the, the conditions maybe played a factor in that. Um, but I just felt that Monaghan, you know, Monaghan are a team, to me, who are very, very good when they come up against teams that maybe they'd be expected to get beaten by. So they're well able to compete with the likes of the Dublins and the Kerrys and the Tyrones and the Donegals because their game plan is such that they're able to stay in these games against bigger bigger teams. Um, Monaghan seem to struggle when they go in against teams with, with the greatest respect to Kevin, teams that Monaghan should be beating. Now, I know it's the Ulster, Ulster Championship and it's, you know, there's nothing in it at the end of the day. But I mean, Monaghan, you know, they showed that they were the better team for the first half and, and probably the first quarter of the second half. But instead of going and extending their lead and putting the game ahead, they just really sat in and, you know, were happy to play this kind of containment game and never went and added to their lead. And that gave Kevin great confidence. And Kevin, to their credit, and to Mickey Graham's credit, 
they chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And as I was watching it, as Cavan were eating into that six, seven point lead, all of a sudden you could only see this game going one way. And sure enough, um, it was an absolutely fantastic equalising score to bring it to extra time. And even though Monaghan pegged on a few scores in the first half of extra time, and again, were leading going into the second half of extra time, you felt there was only going to be one winner, and that was Cavan, because Monaghan just didn't seem to have that killer instinct to go and finish off the game. And I, I do believe that that's in the Monaghan psyche, that they, they, they now have a, a, a decent team who play this kind of, we'll stay in a game for as long as possible, but you know we won't kill it off, which is fine against the, 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 big, the big four or five teams in the country. Against everyone else, Monaghan are well capable of going out and putting games to bed, and they didn't do it the last day. And fair play to Kevin, they took advantage of it. Yeah, and what an achievement again by Mickey Graham. Like we've seen these exploits with Money Lockta in winter football as well. He's probably a manager that's well tried in it. Um, yeah, he loved his. Yeah, he, he looks so like, happy as well I, afterwards. Oh yeah, he's. I I don't know him, and I've never I've never spoken to Mickey Graham, but. Even at half time, they were of extra time. They were two points down, and I think his earpiece fell out, and the camera shot to him, and he was laughing with his selector, and they were two points down, and you could see he was really enjoying the battle, you know. And I mean, if you have a manager like that, who you can, if you can play under a manager like that, who had obviously full confidence that his team were going to go on and push on here and win this, should have to give you great confidence yourself as a player. But he, he seems like a. It's fine to say he's a character, but he, he knows what he's doing as well, and. Uh, you know, all of a sudden now, Kevin have Antrim in a in a, in a, in the next round of Ulster, and uh, they could get another day out. You know, um, they, they're on the they're on that side of the draw where they could possibly look at making an Ulster final. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But they'll be delighted to be still in the championship, considering where they found themselves 15 minutes into the second half of that game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a result that kind of caught a lot of people. It caught me wrong. Um, caught me, you, yeah. You caught, caught me as well. well. Yeah, I was caught a good few times this, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, caught the, me, yeah. So that was, that was the only one you got wrong. Yeah, actually, remarkably so. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, other, the other eight, we don't even have to talk about them. I just got them right. That's all that we need to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only got I, got, I got four out of the nine, which was very disappointing. But if I can make a, a little bit of um, I suppose oh, here we go here's myself. the Kerry man coming out Come on. <laughs> a lot of those games in particularly the games in, um, in in Leinster were very difficult to call you know there was there were a lot of teams on, on a very even keel particularly when you looked at their uh, their league performances so you know it was just one of those weekends for me. It was a, a it was a toss of a kind in a lot of the games, and unfortunately, I I, I lost the toss in a lot of them. Whereas whereas you won them, but um, yeah, I mean, look, there was some some very good results, but I think there was a batch of games there in 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 Leinster particularly um, uh, that uh, that 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 caught me. So fair play to you. You were you were spot on. I see. Yeah, I'm just looking at the table the here. Table. I might have to scroll down a bit more, but I don't think my screen is big enough to go down and try and find you. <laughs> Oh, there you are. I'm only very tongue and cheek. Uh, that's you yeah. there in, in ninth position. I might have to get a new phone to extend my screen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they're the players. Fair play to everybody that uh, got involved with us there. Um, I think that's Colin Moran from back home as well, if I remember right, sitting on top as well. Good score, with eight, yeah. With eight points as well. But like, um, I yeah, would no, say so, that that one, that one score that caught you and, and Colin, is it? Um, Pierce, I, I, would, I, would, I would nearly... 
I would nearly guess that that it was the that it was that Monaghan game. I think everyone would have Monaghan down to win that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I think you you look you look at it the week on by, but you were right as well. Like there was a number of those games that were you know even when we chatted last week on them, they were pretty much flip a coin sort of mm. ones. Particularly the way the league campaign has been extended out with a gap in the middle and the squads are coming back. It's a totally different. Style of football, the plans that they would have made, managers would have made at the start of the year are pretty much not null existent, but they have to be altered significantly. Exactly, uh, uh, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a, like you, you saw the conditions there. We spoke on Valley Buffet, like that's a completely different game plan that you would have you would have expected had you been playing, you know, in the middle of summer there as well. So, fair play to everybody yeah. invo- involved. I just as well, but you know, just the, the amount of games available was great. Other the various TV packages and the streaming platforms as well. It was great because yep. there's people standing out and I've getting absolutely drowned. And then we almost need wipers on the, on a lot of the camera planes at a time as well. So fair play to everybody. It's a huge amount of people behind the scenes, groundsmen and everyone yep. up and down to, uh, to get these games on for our entertainment. So I suppose firstly, I'll let you, you go shoot back in there, but just wanted to, to say that because it's some great work. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Fantastic. You know, and, and look, we're, because we can't get to the games, you know, the next best thing is obviously, being able to sit by the, the fire there at the weekend and the wind <laughs> was howling outside and we were able to watch it on TV, so fair play to everybody. The one thing about the conditions, Jonathan, I suppose, and the only positive side for, well, particularly, I suppose, for a neutral supporter when your team isn't involved, is that it probably will lead to mistakes and it will lead to more scores, maybe, and it will lead to more exciting games because conditions are so hard to navigate that it is going to cause problems for players, particularly, like, take, for instance, Derek Havana's goal for Tyrone that came from a Donegal um, mistake. That ball slipped through. I can't recall the Donegal defender now, but that slipped through his hands. If that was a bone-dry day above and belly buffet to in July... It bounce it back up to himself. Exactly. More than likely, that goal wouldn't have... So, you know, he didn't. Derek Havana was on his toes and brilliantly, like his father before him, jinked around the keeper and stuck it into an empty net. But I mean, there you go. That's an example of how the, the conditions, uh, I suppose, led to a, a goal that maybe might have been scored in the, on a normal day, if you get me. So, along, you know, a big factor in this year's championship, both in hurling and football. I mean, we saw Limerick and Tipperary below in Parky Cueve on Sunday, wasn't it? And I mean, it was torrential. Like, it was gusts oh, of it rain. Was just like, come in. Oh, yeah. It was that sideways rain that uh, everyone talks about. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wet, wet rain I mean, as well, I believe. Wet, wet rain. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it definitely is going to, it's definitely going to lead to, to mistakes happening and, and, uh, and, and more scores in games. Unfortunately, you know, it's, if it happens your own team, that's where it's, it's, it can be a bit of a downer. But it's, the teams that are the, the teams that are going to win the Liam McCarthy Cup and the Sam Maguire in these conditions are going to be the team that makes the least amount of mistakes and concentration levels have to be at an all-time high, particularly with wind and rain and whatever else is going to come, soft pitches. So um, yeah, fair play to the players and fair play to, to everyone that are, are, are you know making these games happen for us. Excuse me, even and even just one thing to add to that as well. I think the importance of set pieces as well, um, free kicks in particular. We've seen mm-hmm. a couple of mistakes from from kickouts, and we saw a couple of mistakes from pockouts as well. But by and large, scoreable frees or even frees that are might be 60, 40, 70, 30 in your favour. They're so so crucial now. The game has almost almost been stripped down to the very very basics and not making yep. mistakes and your free taking are hugely hugely important. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on your place kickers. If, if you've got a good 
um, consistent place kicker. Obviously, it's it's difficult to kick in conditions like we saw at the weekend. But if you can if you can back, you know the likes of, you know Dublin will point to Dean Rock, Kerry of Sean O'Shea, um, you know uh, Donegal have um, actually Donegal have a few different free takers by the looks of things from the weekend, particularly Kieran Thompson who was very impressive. But if you have a guy in your team that can do that in hail, wind or snow or rain or whatever it may be, and, and he, can, he can, you know, kick his freeze, it's going to be, going to be massive for you. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, your, your set pieces are going to be crucial. Absolutely, yeah. And I would say the game has almost been stripped back uh, to, to the finest margins are almost there as well. There was something else in my head and it's completely slipped out of it, out of my head there. Now I got distracted by by your wisdom, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry on. Is there anything else over the the last run run of the, the round of games before we look forward? Because we do have a lot of games to to look forward to. Uh, um, else no, I co- suppose coach? we'll we'll probably cover most of them while we're we'll discuss the next yeah, week's yeah, uh, maybe, games maybe, as well. Maybe just a w- yeah, maybe just a word on our I I I. I tipped them as that was one of the ones I got right, but I, I have tipped them as a dark You've horse. You've been very impressed with them lately, haven't you? I have, I have, yeah. And uh, I, I think I still think they're they're not quite uh, they're not quite a cohesive um, unit at the back. I still think they can be gotten at, and 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 Derry Derry did put it up to them um, at at the weekend. But I think from midfield up, Armagh are as good as Watson Ulster. To be quite honest with you. Um, now look, they're they're on the difficult side of the draw, but um, I, I, there's a, I have a sneaky feeling they, you know, again once off game in the conditions. I, I think they on board. Magini, I think they could put it up to teams. So yeah, they they were the other one for me. Um, I'm only trying to pick the ones I got right now. To be honest with you, Jonathan. <laughs> so it's a short conversation then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> God, it's one week. I'm on top. I may as well. I may as well give it back a little. Oh, bit. do there. Do, there do. we go. What What's come into my head is is uh, before I got distracted by your wisdom there as well. I think the importance of the advanced mark is going to be so crucial um, over the next couple of weeks as well. It's probably something that. We didn't think would be as important, but I think given the weather conditions as well, if you can get that mm. plan right, if you can get direct mm. ball in with a required distance and get get your lads scorable, it's a free scoring opportunity. Um, it's definitely an area to exploit, put it that sort of way. It is. It is. It's, it's, not, it's not something that I'm a big fan of, to be quite honest with you, even as a forward, and I've played forward all my life and playing with the club still. <coughs> Maybe I've got one in our club games uh, since the rule came in. Um, I, I just don't think it's a great rule, to be honest with you. But look, that's that's a conversation for another day. But you're absolutely 100% spot on. If you can if you can have a guy or two guys in your full forward line who can lead out, get that lead out in these conditions and win their mark 35, even 30 yards out from goal, they're gimme scores. They're crucial scores. Because what it allows you to do is, I know you've only 15 seconds to kick your, to kick your free uh, or to kick your mark. But if you have a good system in place, it will allow you, the rest of your players to push up on the kickout if that's what you're doing, if that's your tactic. A lot of teams seem to be dropping off, but if you want to press up, that guy on the ball can just look around him, say, are we up? And everyone just steps up to one player, kicks it over the bar or wide, whatever it may be, but at least then you're set up to face the next kickout uh, from the opposition keeper. So it's a rule I don't agree with, but definitely... If it's there, you might might as well take advantage of it, and sh- definitely teams will be doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's, it almost makes the game into, you touched on there as well, it almost goes back to an NFL level as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge NFL fan as well. But you do nearly have your systems in place. You can, you know, you can almost sit back, leave a bit of space inside of you, two good guys inside of it, get the record distance, get them to yep. make, a, make get a clean ball into them, they'll win their ball. All of a sudden then, while they're lining up their kick, you can have another set piece, defined move or whatnot, for want of a better word, in terms of defending the next goal kicker or whatever. It it allows a lot more kind of chess play. I think it takes, I'm not really a fan of it either, I have to say. I think it, it takes too much of the game away. It's very Aussie rule style as well, I think. It, it is, and it's, um, it's very difficult on defenders. And, and let's, let's face it, you know, you know, defending is an art. You know, it is an art in itself, and you know it's very difficult on a back who's sticking tight to his man all day long, and you know he gets one little lead in him, maybe in the last minute of the game, gets his mark and kicks the winning score. You know, without him really, you know, that back has followed him all the way out. Okay, he's got to the ball before him, but you know, backs pride themselves on. You know, I, I take somebody that I played with for years, Mark O'Shea, to me was the best defender I ever played with. And why he was that is because Mark knew when he could win a ball and when he couldn't win a ball with his forward. He used to have particularly brilliant battles with Bernard Brogan. And the way Mark used to play Bernard Brogan was, of course, if the ball was there to be won, he'd go and try and win it. But if Brogan, who was a fantastic forward, was winning that ball in front of Mark, Mark wasn't diving in. He wasn't pulling a jersey. He wasn't swinging around his neck. Just he would allow... On the left foot. He'd, well, he'd allow Brogan to win the ball, and that's when you—that's when Mark O'Shea would show his quality, that he's a very good defender. He's got quick feet that can move his hips and his body. He can get a hand in and out, as you said. He can force Brogan onto his less dominant leg and maybe force him to shoot off that one. Whereas now, if Bernard Brogan leads out in front of Mark O'Shea and wins his mark, he's a free shot. No, he's a free shot, and Mark doesn't even get a chance to to prove what a good defender he is. You know what I mean? And, and make Bernard work for his score. And that, that's just, just an example of two great players who have played the game and had great battles down through the years. But that's taking away from, from Mark O'Shea's quality and his ability to, prove, to show everybody, I'm a very good defender and I want to show off my qualities. That wipes that out simply by the fact that a forward has got a couple of metres run on you and can take his mark. I don't, I don't believe it's the right, it's the right rule, but... It's there, and teams you can be sure will be will be put, working it to the max to take advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah. Look, I think that's going to become one of those things that kind of almost slipped in in a, in a way. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of it, I think, especially given the conditions as well. But yeah, I think it's going to create a talk about it's like always. It's it's something that slips in, and until you see it at a very key moment, like if it's going to be the winning score exactly. at the end or something like that, if it is a standout. We did see a few in the league and you're going, oh, Jesus, is this mm. really what we've come to? But look, here we are. We have to live with it. It de- definitely does allow for a bit more tactical play. But let's speak in a tactical play. Let's uh, flick forward to, to next week now as well. Um, are you going to feel more confident about next week now? I'm getting it every day I can in, in, in while we're here. I'll pull up the fixtures here. Um, um, yeah, I think I've done mine already, actually. Oh, very good. You're, yeah, there's a man I, on a mission I, there now. He was uh, cheesed off. Back up to... on the horse. Got back <laughs> up on the horse straight away. Very good. Well, it's it's down to Munster straight away in uh, next week's uh, Saturday evening. Uh, no, Saturday afternoon, actually. Quarter past one throw in. 
it's a game firstly just to give everyone that is uh, watching uh, or listening on the podcast wherever you're getting this if you're getting it on player predictor or any of the social media platforms it goes out as a podcast and um, pretty much every platform so pretty much wherever you get your podcast from but this game will be shown on RT News now, so you do have that uh, availability to, to watch the game as well. It's Munster Championship. It could be a hurling game for uh, at times as well. We saw the, the equivalent uh, last weekend. Uh, Limerick came on out on top there. Who you aiming for in, in this one? Where's your hunch telling me in a, in down your neck of the woods? Yeah, I'm going for tip in this one, Jonathan. Um, again, very even game to call, particularly like, like a few last week's games. But... Uh, Tipperary showed good form in uh, in beating Clare um, last weekend, and I think they'll be confident taking on taking on Tip. Or sorry, taking on Limerick. Excuse me. They got some good performances. Uh, Connor Sweeney got a couple of goals, so he's in form. Michael Quinlevin was was in good form. Brian Fox, these type of guys. They've 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 got a good team. Tipperary. Limerick beat Waterford well, but you know wouldn't have been tested really. I know it was on down in Waterford, but. Um, um, it it uh, yeah, sorry, it was, it was, it was, no, your grant. It was it was, it was um, a good, good win, all right. Probably didn't expect it was a good. Win, to be yeah, well. it was. But uh, I think it, it'll be even. But I, I think Tipperary are probably just bringing a little bit more form into this one. So uh, so I've I've gone for uh, I've gone for Tip in that one. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go lean toward Tip as well. I think Tip are one of these teams that have got better over the lockdown as well. They got a couple of players back on board, some big names there that you've mentioned already. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think it will be an even enough game, but I do, I am going to lock in Tipperary here myself as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just a reminder as well, if you do want to play along, join us in the league. You get to finish ahead of Sean every week as well, which is great. <laughs> Playourpredicts.com is the place to go. You go down to the predict column and then up top we have the various options here. We are, playing, of course, playing the Gaelic football game, but there is the Hurling Championship is available and the Premier League, is, which is always a big hitter with people. And then it's just a case of flicking which game you team you think you're going to win. Um, no draws, of course, because we do have... A winner on the day mentality, which means mm-hmm. we didn't see it yet. I'm sure teams were, were practicing them, but um, they will be a penalty sh- shootout sooner rather than later, particularly the way the conditions are as well. I've seen a lot of tight games. We almost got a few, you know, a couple went extra time, but um, yep. um, no penalties yet, which uh, is going to create whatever what we spoke about the advance mark, uh, creating a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, it I've will. Got, I'm, it waiting will. For, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the uh, the traditionals to come out in full flow once we have a a, a team knocked out in the championship on penalties. Um, yeah, I thought traditionals are turning their graves. Um, I thought we were going there with with Monaghan and Kevin, but um, when Kevin got that goal in the second half of extra time, it was it was it kind of ruled that out. But uh, we will. You, you're you're all. Stage and uh, sure enough, like anything else in the GA, Jonathan, it's it'll cause uh, it'll cause uh, discussion and and debate. But it's in it's in for the moment because they just have to get these games won on the day, and uh, that's the way it is. It's 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 the dreaded penalty shootout. I'm sure teams are practicing them because you know it's it's uh, you know it, it's it's obviously something. It's not it's not the way they want to win a game or lose a game, unfortunately, but. They are going to be faced with it at some stage, you think. So I'm sure they're trying to tick that box along with every other box they, they have to try and tick. But we'll see. Once it's not in Kerry and Cork on, on Sunday, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be happy. 
Perfect, absolutely. Well, we look forward to the next one. It's a game that we have discussed already. Unfortunately, that is a bye for Galway, so that will be removed from this week's competition. Galway will get to sit back beside the fire and watch the uh, the other semi-final, which we'll talk about a little later on. It's one of the Sunday's games, so Galway into the Connacht final without kicking football. 2020 in a nutshell. Mm. Um, the other game then on, on Saturday is back up to Ulster again. Again, a quarter past one uh, throw-in. Uh, this game is, of course, Cavan continuing on that after that great win last week over Monon. And they play Antrim, a game that is available to watch on BBC, actually. So that's another, if you do want to get your fix of Ulster football, uh, that's where you should head. Um, I think it's my goal to go first today as we you went first last time. So I am going to make this one easy, I think, as well. I'm going to continue that Mikey Graham's uh, men are going to continue their good run of form. And I'm probably going to lock in a cabin victory here myself. And that's my prediction. And it was you, do you concur, Sean, or what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I concur on that one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to back Kevin that they'll take huge confidence from that win against Monaghan. Um, they were written off. Everyone had them written off. Mickey Graham obviously used that as a great motivator um, to, to get them over the line against Monaghan. They'll be in a little bit of different territory now on this weekend because they'll be expected to beat Antrim because, look, Antrum football, I suppose, is still developing and, and probably still not quite where they want to be. Um, and in a one-off game, look, they'll probably put it up to Kevin uh, for for long periods. But you'd expect Kevin now to show their to show you know that they've they've brought a lot of confidence from the win over Monaghan. And yeah, I went with Kevin in that one too. Yeah, no, it is. A, it's a big game. Well, you spoke about Monaghan, you know, not struggling. That's the wrong word, but finding it potentially a little bit more difficult when they are the not going into game as the underdog. They are the team expected to to do all the running to to hit the forward play straight, straight away, be that front runner. It's a different challenge, but they do have a very experienced manager. You go back to his money knock the days and um, some of the the victories that they got there as well were remarkable. Um, I you'd have to you'd have to think that unless we're completely caught with egg on our face that they will continue um, that run of form and build a bit of momentum there. The other game, so. sadly, uh, the next one we're going to look at is back to Leinster and I'm not even going to ask you about this one and I, I feel terrible because I know there's a lot of good stuff happening in Westmeath but you cannot mm. look, even on a once-off game, you add in the you add in the conditions, you add in the new structure, I just... It's one of these you'd almost put the mortgage on, isn't it, really, sadly? Um, yeah, it is. Anton, but a Dublin victory here. It is, yeah. But uh, look, Dublin are, going to, Dublin are going to win and win well. Um, <laughs> excuse me, the one thing I will say, look, Westmead are obviously, you know, they, they know that, unfortunately, the, the look of the draw saw them, you know, come out of the hat against Dublin and it was always going to be a tough test. Um but look, they get a crack at the at the Leinster and All Ireland champions. These Westmead guys get a chance to go out and test themselves against the best team that possibly has ever played the game. Um, so they they'll go out with nothing to lose. Of course, it's going to be a tough day at the office for them, but they're proud men up there, and uh, they'll have a real go and they'll they'll you know they'll fight to the bitter ends regardless of what the score is, and at least they're getting a championship game under their belt. Uh, unfortunately for them, it just so happens to be against the raging hot favourites for Leinster and for the All Ireland. So, but look, yeah, Westmead are Westmead will go out and have a go, and they'll 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 play for pride in the jersey. Um, but look, Dublin are are just far superior to them, and and will win. You know, 
I would expect by double scores. If if it's not, then I think Westmead will probably be happy that they've competed at at that level. But I, I can't see anything other than a, a landslide Dublin victory, to be honest. Yeah, it's a difficult one, really, because again, you talk, we touched on that a little earlier on, but managers um, you know, making their plans for the season and then being ripped apart um, when they saw this, the, the way the balls rolled out for them and they, they were mm. going to be playing Dublin in the quarterfinal, they would have been no doubt prepared. Again, I don't mean this in a derogative way, but any shape means reform, you are against one of the best teams ever. But they would have been preparing for a run in the qualifiers. That option is there, there yeah, for them there absolutely. now as well. So it yeah. is more difficult. But that is a quarter of a six throw-in on Saturday evening. That's a game that is available on the Sky Sports Mix channel, which I believe, if I'm right, is available on free-to-air. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I, believe, uh, I think I so. I, I believe think it so. is. I do remember it's hearing. It's channel 416, anyway. That's all, that's all I can remember. Perfect. perfect. You're, you're, you're well sort of sorted on that regard. Um, so, yeah. So, I suppose in terms of our uh, our predictions as well, that's one, no doubt, that we'll be both be going for the same one. Um, there you would have to feel. Um, we'll continue on then. Uh, next on, uh, it's Leinster as well. And I... Mead versus Wicklow Mead um, making their uh, a bit of a mixed bag really in terms of their league campaign. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go for them that they are going to get things off on track, that they are going to get a win in Leinster. Um, I'm going to lock in a Mead for, for that one, I have to say. Your thoughts on the game, Sean? Yeah, I went the same. Um, Wicklow, I have to give massive congratulations to because they, they, um, they proved me wrong last weekend. I was sure that um, even though Wicklow had beaten Wexford the weekend before in the last league game, um, I, I thought Wexford would would turn that around and beat them. But no, Wicklow Wicklow got the win again. So fair play to them. Um, a great win in the Leinster Championship for them. But I just think, even though Mead, as you said, had a poor Division One campaign, they finished it on a bit of a high. They put it up to Dublin in Parnell Park, which they would have been very happy with. And in their last game, they obviously came from behind to draw with Monaghan. So, me, they're bringing a little bit of momentum into the game. Of course, Wicklow are as well. And they'll be really buoyed by that, that win Wexford. Either at home, uh, again, we go back to home advantage not being a huge thing with no crowds, but it still plays a part, I think. And I just think Meade will have a bit more quality, too much quality, and, and, and should win that one. I've locked them in two, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually a home game for for Wicklow. It is the Battle of Ockram that we've oh, seen is it? more is it? used. Yeah, so it's a little bit more different um, than okay. than used to always go. To, you know, the big crowded small venue. If that may forgive yep. the contradic- oh, yeah, well, contradiction, but uh, home Wicklow advantage. Home I think is, 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 is a, is a, a little, different story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you'd still have to fancy me and on that one. You have to say, and that is actually it's a game on Sunday. Half one throws in on Sunday, and it's one of those available on the Sky Go package, uh, the streaming service there as well. So. That's where you'll get your Leinster football fixed uh, early Sunday afternoon there. But um, yeah, it's a game you probably have to fancy uh, Mead to do enough in there. I think Mead will still do it, yeah, even though yeah. I thought they were at home now. But uh, they'll, uh, they, I, I, I still think they'll have enough for yeah, the week. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to agree there. Uh, we continue on in Leinster then as well. It is, I think this one game is, is going to be tighter than a lot of people. Could be one of the tightest games of the weekend even. Uh, it is, of course, Leash and Longford. Um, I have to say, thinking of this one last night and going through it, I'm still, this is one that I might change my mind closer to the time as well. Of course, just a reminder as well, you do have up to five minutes before throwing to change your mind again. So just pop on to playerpredict.com. You can, you can edit your changes right up to the throw-in time there as well. I'm 
leaning towards leash, but I wouldn't put, I spoke a couple of games earlier on where you put the mortgage on it. I wouldn't yeah. put it on this one, but I am going to lock in leash uh, for this one. Yeah, I would be along the same lines as you. Again, Longford, uh, it escaped, sorry, they beat, they beat Louth, didn't they? Was it Louth they beat? Yeah, they last did. They, weekend? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and yeah. again, they, they, they proved me wrong. I thought Louth would have won that. They didn't. Longford got a great win there. So again, similar enough to the Wicklow-Meath game, Longford will be bringing a game as well. In, what we can't forget as well about Wicklow is that they'll be coming in having played a game, whereas Meath kind of will be there sitting there cold a little bit. Now, I still think Meath will have too much. Longford will be bringing in a game as well under their belt into, into play Leash. Um, Leash. Leash finished their league campaign. They got a draw in the last game, I think, to survive. Um, so Mike Quirk will be obviously looking to make a good start in the championship. You carry men are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, I, I think I'd be, the long, I'd be along the same lines as you, Jonathan. I think Leash will probably have enough... There's one uh, feel leash won't be caught and, and, and they'll have enough to, to beat Longford. But again, similar enough to that Mead Wicklow one, the underdog is coming in with a game under their belt. They'll be confident after their win. But I just think that uh, Leash and Mead will probably have too much for, for, uh, for Wicklow and Longford, respectively. Yeah, no, that's one we agree on as well. We actually seem to be agreeing a good bit. So maybe you're just uh, being smart and just copying my homework th- this week. After well, I should have copied you last weekend, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, very good. Um, we move up. We before this goes anywhere more down the gutter, we'll move up north again, back up to the Ulster Championship, and it, it's it's uh, again. This is another one that I feel is tightly tied. I have to say it's it's um, for Manor versus Down. Just quickly, actually, I don't think I said the uh, just on the quickly on the Longford Leash game. That's at mm. one o'clock. Uh, we'll have one throwing uh, even on Sunday, and it's another game available on GA Go. Just in case people are looking to uh, to watch that game. Good few games as you would expect on half one, but another game that is on half one, half one as well, and is up in the uh, the Ulster Championship, which is very, very competitive, as we saw last week. But this is another difficult game, I have to say, in terms of we still don't know what way Fermanagh are fixed, really, after inconvenience is too strong a word, but the way the, the end of the league campaign was a bit dramatic for them, and there was a lot of players missing, coming and going. It had to disrupt their plans a lot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they... Um, how the impact is on, has on them on, in terms of the championship. It's a, it's another tough one to predict, I have to say, Sean. How about, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it's a tight one. Um, normally, I would fancy down to do it. Um, but I just don't know. I think I think this one could be similar to uh, Cavan and Monaghan, where everyone would be writing off Fermanagh. And, you know, Ryan McMenamin, he knows the Ulster Championship so well he'll have these guys, these Fermanagh guys, absolutely ready to rock. He'll have seen this as an opportunity to win an Ulster Championship match. Down are okay. They're not no world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. And they can be caught on any given day, particularly in the Ulster Championship. So I'm going to actually plump, and I know I, I take on board what you said, that Fermanagh have, have had a disrupted preparation in terms of COVID and all that going on. But I just feel this one could be uh, similar to the way Kevin got one over in Monaghan. 
So I'm actually going to plump for Farmana in this one. I think I think Farmana could cause a, an upset here and, and win that win that one. Yeah, I have to say that's I'm a little bit surprised by that. And the only reason I'm surprised by that as well is that I thought I was the only one that would have edged towards as I lock in for mana here. This was the one that I just fancy the bit on it doesn't really make sense, but um and again, not in a disrespectful way. I just, but I just think that they're probably it's the world against them mentality. They didn't really, mm. they felt like they were probably weren't looking at, looked after the best in terms of that Clare game in particular in the league. And I just fancy that there's going to be a bit of bounce out of them. Like there's, a, as yep. you said, a manager there that knows that inside, that knows how to get yep. one over people and use that to his advantage. Um, we go back to the the famous. Uh, I put my screen back back on for this one just to to do it justice. We've the one of the the great I think all Ireland memories is people click Sam Maguire and the and the rubbing the beard then as well. Um, <laughs> probably bad memories for for you guys as well. But yes, there's an edge to him that I just think he's going to get enough on and half one here on Sunday. I just oh, yeah. feel that. Yep. I just think there might be a bounce in this in this tail yet, and I am going to go along with you as well. I pick for Manny in this game, and it's a game that we can watch on BBC as well. So fair play to BBC. You have to say they've been really pulling on the fire. There's some great coverage yep. uh, last week as well. But uh, it's it's I'm a little bit surprised in a way, as I said, that we both agree on it. But uh, here we are, and um, that is both of us going for for Manny in the uh, Ulster. Ulster quarter final. So um, yeah, no, I didn't didn't see that one coming. But uh, I think we're both thinking along the same on the same mindset as well. There. Yeah, I think I think you there's there's going to be I think there's going to be a shock up until we get you know to the main, the big the big games. I think that there's going to be a shock every weekend, if not two shocks. You know, when all these games are going on, and just that one jumped out at me when I was looking at it. I just thought, you know what. Yeah, I think that that could be that could be a that could be a, a, a shock. Uh, would it be a major shock? I mean, have down have down proven anything in the last few years that 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 would be a shock? Probably not. And Fairman are probably looking at it like that. That they haven't drawn Tyrone, they haven't drawn Donegal. Um, it's down at the end of the day, and uh, I think Fairman have every every chance of winning that. Yeah, so there we are. That's us both locked in with Fermanagh on that one. The next one, I'm probably at a little bit of um, at risk of cheesing off my worst common side of my mother's family. But this, in my mind, <laughs> although it is, is a half one tie at, in Hyde Park on Sunday, the RT game as well. I'm going to make this one nice and easy and just do that for this game. I... <laughs> you, you can't go anymore. You can't do anymore. No. Um, yeah, cheesing off all the the first comments out of my family, as I said. Yeah, I cannot see uh, look, anything. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Look, Ross Common or Dogged Jonathan, there. You know what you're going. You know they they give you exactly what what it says on the tin. They will, and look, they've 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 caused upsets in Connacht many a time, um, and Mayo certainly didn't set the world alight by by putting away Leitrim uh, last weekend, but. When you add everything up and you you look at both starting fifteens and both squads, what they have available to them, um, you can only see a Mayo win. Um, Mayo would have got rid of a lot of cobwebs. Uh, you know, I know they they obviously had the two league games and they had a great battle with Tyrone. Um, James Horn was it seven championship debutants he put out against Leitrim, six or seven, yeah, seven, yeah, along seven, those lines. Yeah. So they all would have had a game under their belt, even though you know a game they would have been expected to win anyway. So they have their their championship debut made. Um, they'll be raring to go 
on Sunday. Roscommon will be ready for the battle too, but I just think that Mayo have quality in key positions, particularly where Roscommon just don't have it. And uh, yeah, for me, I, I locked Mayo in there as well to to get to uh, the Connacht final. We're going to have to stop this now as well. We seem to be agreeing with a lot of a lot of each, a lot, yes, of, a lot of games there now. Um, it's not like uh, this. No, it's not because uh, we usually you you're the one that have your homework done and have them picked in advance, and then I just <laughs> plug them out of, out of thin air really as we uh, as we go along. But we are agreeing on, on a few there. I suppose the longer the championship goes on as well, we probably will disagree a bit more as the oh yeah as it becomes more intense and knockout. But this is a next one here now that I'm looking at and I'm just trying to find the plus 20 points uh, victory option for here because I can't find it any place. Uh, I must get on to the developers here, lad. You were telling me that you expected Kerry to win by 30 points. That's what you said earlier on, isn't it? Uh, I'll have to... I'll have to uh, I'm glad these are recorded, Jonathan, because I'll have to... Plead <laughs> the fifth. And, and check that. Uh, certainly not. No. Do I expect Kerry to win? I do. It is, of course. Uh, sorry, to be, just to set yeah. the scene, set that people might get our jokes. It is, of course, the, the Kerry-Cork uh, game that has the added bonus. Probably the biggest one in years. Maybe the biggest one since the All-Ireland final in terms of it in terms yeah. of it being a one-off yeah. tie and the, the way things one-off are lined tie. up. Yeah, knockout, yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I, I expect... Look, Kerry have obviously dominated Munster for, for quite a while and they've dominated Cork. Um, you know, you can you can delve into real detail about you're, you're talking about the Division 1 champions playing the Division 3 champions. Should Cork be down in Division 3 in the first place? They shouldn't, but that's where they found themselves. Ronan McCarthy would have taken great positives from their performance last year against Kerry in the Munster final where they ran them to a goal. You know, the closest they've ran them in a long time. They performed pretty well in the Super 8s. They put it up to Dublin for a long period. They lost to Tyrone. They lost to Roscommon by a goal, but played played okay in those three games. So it was it was improvement. So he would have gone away over the winter and he would have taken those positives. And the number one thing for Cork would have been to get out of Division 3, win it if they could, which they did, and they won it quite comfortably. So they're back up to Division 2 next year where they'll be playing better quality games. And Obviously, he would have been looking down the tracks and drew Kerry in the Munster semi-final, knowing that he could have a real crack off of them with maybe a run in the qualifiers and maybe another appearance in the Super 8s if, if they were to lose. Now, obviously, with the year we have, it's a completely different kettle of fish. He, he can have a crack off them, but unfortunately, if he loses, he's gone. But in a way, I think that maybe plays into Cork's barrel a little bit because there's no pressure. They can just have a go. Kerry will be expected to win. Um, I know Cork are carrying a few injuries and they've lost a few guys from, from last year, particularly their goalkeeper, Mark White, who I think has immigrated to the States. He, he's, he was a key factor in last year's Munster uh, final because he's got a fantastic kick out. Um, he's been replaced by the Taoiseach son, actually, Michal Martin, um, who's gone in there to goals. They've chopped and changed their team quite a bit, particularly at the back, Cork. Um, and up front, they're still depending on the likes of Mark Collins, Paul Kerrigan, Luke Connolly. Um, Brian Hurley is coming in off the bench. Midfield, they're very physical with, with Ian Maguire and Paul Walsh. So they're going to cause Kerry problems. The, the difficulty for Cork is, can they cause Kerry enough problems consistently over 70 minutes? I don't think they can. And on the flip side, I think Kerry particularly have the forwards to cause those Cork backs 
a lot of problems. Um, Kerry have shown in their two league games since lockdown, uh, since since we came back playing, that they're they're they've developed a a really uh, strenuous defensive system that they play on the counter attack. They they put pressure on the guy on the ball, and it seems to be evolving nicely. Even though they've only tried it for two games against Monaghan and Donegal. So I think weighing everything up, yes, I would expect Kerry to win. I don't expect him to win by what you just said there <laughs> in terms of that. That might have been a bit of hyperbole being used there. Just a yeah, uh, um, I, I, I've locked Kerry in on our, on, our, I, uh, on our prediction game because I do think they just have enough for Cork. But, and look, it may be people watching this will think I'm doing the old kerry Yerism. I do know I am. I think Cork can put it up to them but again will they have enough quality and enough consistency over the 70 minutes to 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 beat Kerry probably not so I would expect Kerry to win yeah you'd have to go along with that as well you have to say I do in a, in a strange way I think it is a little a small bit of in Cork's favour that the fact that this is a semi-final not a final it'll just take a little bit of the pressure uh, coming off and then it really feels like a a last run at it, you know, one last stab that they can really throw everything at at, at Kerry. I expect them to do so, um, but I have to say that I cannot see anything bar a Kerry victory here. I think they just have, as you touched on earlier, they have too much firepower up, st- up front, even when things might necessarily be going right for them. They just have players that will be able to hit the clutch scores if, if need be, and I am going to lock in. Uh, Kerry here as well. It is, of course, just to get the P's and Q's out of the way. It is a throw, uh, throw in at four o'clock on Sunday, and it, it's on RT as well. So that's where you can watch that one. Um, so we we all we all think that Kerry will be going along to the Munster final yet again. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's a difficult one as well. You you'll have to have a couple of screens on Sunday, Jonathan, because it's clashing with a, a big game in the Premier League. As yeah, well, there's, there's, a hell of, there's a hell there's a hell of a lot of sport going on as all there is really. Um, but yeah. isn't, it, isn't it great that we we have it here? Uh, yeah, to be no, but the, and... the, the 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 news from the Kerry camp is is positive. They they obviously were delighted with their Division One win. Um, everyone is fit and healthy. They've got a few players back in in Jack Barry and Stephen O'Brien. Um, Paul Gini and James O'Donoghue were making good progress from what I've been told whether they'll be uh, whether they'll have enough progress made to make the squad for, for Sunday remains to be seen uh, I think it's touch and go but they'll certainly be back for a Munster final if they can get there um, so I just even think you know Kerry's bench has been strengthened in the last few weeks by players coming back so it just for me it, it just adds up to a Kerry victory but They'll have they'll have to work seriously hard for it up there in Parky Cueve. I know there won't be the crowd up there. The Cork, the Cork locals won't be won't be shouting in over the terraces at them. But um, I I just think they'll they'll just have too much for Cork on the day. Yeah, no, I think it's another one that we concur in there. I have to say, and then it is the last one of the of the match day for us that we need to give our predictions on. It's back to Leinster. It's awfully Kildare. I think this has the potential to be a very close game, Sean, I have to say. Yeah. Um, awfully, you know, again, had a, had a poor league. Um, survived by what they did pre-COVID. They, they had five points in the league before COVID and did enough to survive, um, but were, were poor after COVID. But uh, they got their win last weekend over 
Carlo, I believe it was, wasn't it? Yeah, John Mohan um, got, got on board. So yeah, that's right, John Mohan. So yeah, look, they, 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 again, they'll be very happy with their win uh, in the Leinster Championship. Um, but I just think you know Jack O'Connor, my my old manager, um, he, the, Kildare. Even though they've been hit and miss in the league, um, Jack is a shrewd man when it comes to Championship football, and uh, I, I just think Kildare will probably. After a battle, I would think progressing that one, and I locked Kildare in on that one. Yeah, I have to say I'm going to do the same here as well. Uh, I, I think Offaly might give run them close to all, but I think Kildare will have too much uh, in in the end. Uh, it's a half. It's a late game actually on Sunday. Half five throw in. Uh, it's on GA go. Um, but that is my uh, my predictions locked in. You've already locked yours and in. I'll save my predictions here. I like mine in, yeah. Predictions have been saved. And of course, don't forget, you do have the, uh, the the opportunity to change them right up until five minutes before throw in. So, and again, anybody that wants to come along, just go to playerpredict.com and then you can just go down to the predict tab. And we're looking at the, uh, the Gaelic football championship. The hurling championship is available there, as is the Premier League as well. Both leagues are finished to date. Just on that then, before I quickly let you go, uh, Jack O'Connor, he seems like from the outset a remarkable, shrewd guy that will you would almost run through mountains for. Um, seems to know the game inside out as well. I suppose, is he... Is he known as the guy that kind of made Brock Kerry into the 21st century in terms of adding a bit of defensive nous as well to, to the game as well? Added a bit of steel after the, those couple of sticky results against Tyrone, how they adapt to their game and not maybe the, the old traditional Kerry football, but added that kind of half step in between, if you want to call it for a better word. Um, must have been a great manager to, to, yeah. to be involved with. Yeah, 100% agree with that, Jonathan. He, um, he came in in 2004 and obviously had seen Kerry lose in 2002 to Armagh and lose in 2003 lost to Armagh in the final lost to Tyrone in the semi-final but I suppose you know the Tyrone game was the one in particular where they had just you know I suppose brought the game to a different level and, Does and, that, and clip, carry... that clip sorry to put in that always comes back yeah. to me when I think of that game I think it's on Brosnan around the halfway line and he's about yeah, 45 yeah. Tyrone lads out of a, I know and the yeah. game has been going back and forth they hadn't been the typical kind of back and forth hadn't been able to make any progress so he decides to hell with this. I'm going to head down and try and bull my way through. And he gets absolutely... Mm. I think Paddy said, like, shoved out of the way. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here now <laughs> to keep the, uh, the P's and Q's clean to be thrown out yeah. like a loaf yeah. of bread. But yeah. that's, that's the one memory from that game that always will step into my mind, that yep. particular moment of the game where, okay, this isn't going to work. We need to adopt here. These are these new kids on the, on, on the town or I've put up another challenge that we're not able to get through at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think what Jack did was he he just found the balance. He he found the balance between um, playing a more uh, I won't say def- defensive game because we we never we never overly dropped back in numbers or there was anything like that. I just I I think Jack just decided that the middle eight of his team were going to be real workhorses and guys who could break the lines, win breaking ball off kickouts tackle really hard you know um support runners he 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 really focused in on that middle eight and and you know brought in the likes of paul galvin uh liam hassett uh was still on the scene but he he t- pushed liam onto the 40 Owen brosnan being more a consistent player in the team he had obviously uh darrow shane midfield william kirby john dara 
his half back line was just, you know, sensational. He brought Aidan O'Mahony in to wing back. He had Tomas O'Shea on the other wing, and he had Seamus Mine in at centre. So all of a sudden, that was a fulcrum of a real solid middle eight of your team. And of course, then inside, he had your quality, you know, the All Ireland final that year against Mayo. He had Gooch in one corner. Darrow Canada was full forward and, and he went with Johnny Crowley in the other corner. All great ball winners and great scorers. So it, it, it really showed that Jack stuck to the traditional side of things for Kerry. We were still a kicking team. We still wanted to put up big scores. But he just brought a bit of steeliness and a bit of uh, a real hunger and work rate, particularly in the engine room of the team. Um, and I think that's what, that's what put us on the road to success. And I mean... You know, he won in 04, lost in 05, won again in 06, then he stepped away and Pat O'Shea came in and it just showed, you know, what a great manager Jack was when he came back in in, in 09 and won again. So uh, definitely one of the best managers I've played under. Um, I've been lucky enough to play under some very good ones and Jack, Jack O'Connor's right up there. And if he's given time in Kildare, look, it's just unfortunate he's in a, he's in a province where the best team, again, as I say, to possibly ever play the game are, are just head and shoulders above everyone else. But I've no doubt that if Jack is given time up there, then he'll bring Kildare as close as he possibly can to Dublin. Now, how close that will be in the long run remains to be seen. But I, I definitely think he can, he can turn Kildare into a challenger in, 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 uh, in Leinster. I've no doubt about it. Yeah, you'd have to say, had there been the, the traditional, not the traditional, the, the format they were used to in terms of the qualifiers, their team that you would not like to get drawn against Kildare, the experience that he'll be able to bring. And of course, we've seen big moments at home games in Newbridge yeah. as well, uh, Newbridge Absolutely, or no place yeah. or, or, or whatnot. And they don't, they always seems to be a team that probably just need a, an extra couple of percent. They've always seemed, you go back to the Miko days, even I didn't really feel like, they, I thought they were quite unlucky. I know Galway picked them a couple of times in big games as mm. well. But you always felt like they were just, they were so close. They were such a brilliant team as well. Like that team at the end of the 90s, mid noughties, early noughties were, were fantastic. They were. And, you know, you have to take into account Jack O'Connor was probably um, a really sought after manager when he stepped away from his carry under 20 role. Um, so for Kildare to be able to get him to go to Kildare, to go up there and take over was a huge coup for them. But on the other side of that, he saw Jack O'Connor exactly. Jack O'Connor isn't going to get into his car up to Kildare two, three times a week if he felt that there was no quality to work with. There's loads of quality in Kildare, and I think they have the right man to, to harness it. Kieran McGinney brought them on another bit, probably brought them as far as he could. Maybe they needed a fresh approach, a fresh voice. And I think Jack O'Connor ticks all those boxes and he'll definitely improve them. And absolutely, look, he would have seen the draw, expected them to get over awfully. Where that's going to take them next in the Leinster Championship, I'm not sure. I'm not sure are they on the same side of the draw as Dublin or is there a potential Leinster final there for them? But if they were to come out the wrong side of that game, then obviously he would have been targeting the qualifiers and, and, and to get to the Super 8s. But that's not the case this year. So he's just going to have to take it one game at a time and see where they end up. Absolutely. Well, it promises to be another uh, fascinating weekend of football. There's some big games there in between, you have to say. There's a lot of ties that 
um, we're kind of fifty-fifty. I might even change my mind. Absolutely, but yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Once you get the vi- once the video is released, you're just going to copy all my answers as well. Like that's what... <laughs> <laughs> or else I, or else I played a dummy on you and I. That's I, it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You're going on. It wouldn't be like a Kerry man to pull, pull a fast one, was it? <laughs> Hashtag Yera. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So uh, it promises to be a, a fascinating. Do try and get involved as well. We'll have a bit of crack. We pull up the league table there. I repeat, I'm pretty certain that's. Uh, that's a teammate from back, from back home, Colin Brown. I'm pretty sure it is. I'll, I'll find out for definite after this as well. But get involved. Um, uh, free to play, of course. Just uh, da- uh, just go to playerpredict.com and just input your input your choices there. Who you think is going to be victorious? Uh, it is a little bit different in the fact that we don't have the draw option. You do have for the likes of the Premier League games and stuff like that. Or for years gone by, you do have the draw option. But of course, with penalty shootouts being added. Um, there's no cho- there's no time or no opportunities for that. I'm I'm half debating into my head where I should land you with you and pull you up the hurling championship, but that might be just be a bit too cruel altogether. Um, yeah, I can see that face there. Look, I, no, I, it's I, it's I, it's I, not I, a house alarm. It's not something you hit someone with. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it, but it'd be like throwing a dart at a dartboard. Uh, Blind uh, <laughs> Yeah, of course. What I, I will say is, look, the, I could the, get look. I, <laughs> they are available to play along I, there as well if you want to select the, the Ireland yeah. Championship as well uh, we might try and do a show soon soon on that not maybe with Sean or I could just get really lucky like you last week okay oh Jesus <laughs> shots fired well, look a broken clock is right twice a day don't ever forget that <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> listen Sean I'll let you go on thank you so much again um, thank you uh, we look forward to another weekend of fun debates and please God loads of good football uh, thanks for watching. It is available, of course, on all the social media platforms and on play, playerpredict.com. Do join along and have some fun with us. But for now, stay safe, folks, and we'll talk to you all soon.